All right, everybody. It is 10.45 on Friday. We are live and ready to go. <clears throat> All right, we got uh, Mike will be here in a second. And we have a special guest today. So let's get everything going. What coffee is it? What coffee are you drinking today? Today I'm drinking Ground Shark Blue Belt Coffee. Hello. What's up, man? What's cracking? Not too much. How you like, feeling? Oh no. Hmm. All right. So, how's it been? Oh man, it's going. Cool. <clears throat> we got the the reopen date. Yeah, yeah, May twenty sixth, right? Baby. See what yeah. happens, bro. Ah. Right. I mean, keep my fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Everything is good. Oh, oh, our caller is here. All right. Yeah. Connect. Oh, crap. What happened? Where'd he go? Oh, there he is. Hey, I think I'm in. Are you you in? Yes. Hey. What's what's happening, Nick? What's up, Nick? Oh, we're good. How are you? I'm good. It's been cool. Like. Uh, looking at your guys' journey and all that, I was kind of looking around and, oh, I can't leave the live room, huh? Without, st- I got to stay in the live room to stay on the call, huh? Okay. No, it's <laughs> good to know. I can click around and do stuff, so I think you can. Interesting. Uh, By the way, I was going to look back at your uh, your show list. You guys been doing this since like what, January? Um, what? December last year? Like, yeah, it's been a, so. about a year and a half now. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, we did, we've been doing the live shows since we went on lockdown. So. Okay. Mm. Oh, I, it said January nineteen, didn't it? I was reading mm. it as January twenty. Uh, By the way, good to talk to you guys. Yeah. Good to meet you. Yeah. Good. Hey, how's your day going, man? It's good. Try to wake up a little bit earlier than normal today. I'm yeah. Sleeping uh, in, which is, I guess, not what a coffee guys should do but here we are <laughs> well, that's why coffee exists oh, for mm-hmm. everyone listening this is nick from ground shark coffee who sent us a bunch of delicious coffee good. last I thought week you like it yeah it's been good man i haven't gotten to try it yet uh we've still been, <laughs> we haven't <laughs> seen we've been separated okay. so mike's sitting oh, on a gold yeah. mine of coffee and i'm sipping on some dunkin donuts so like oof there's a there's a trade-off you know uh, don't worry, man. man. You're getting all of it next week. I know. Uh, I'm not keeping any of it. Well, except for the Wayfarer. I'm keeping that, by the way. But um, everything else is oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I love it. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> all right. So uh, I was reading like your About Us on your website, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I love mm-hmm. just kind of the your, your open-minded approach. You want people to take life in their own control kind of stuff like that. Like that's sort of yep. what we talking about preaching like love it i think jujitsu people kind of naturally gravitate towards that like i think so too i think just there's they're the outliers naturally a lot of times and that's Mm -hmm. like jujitsu is kind of where they find their their group of people or their tribe or whatever right right Uh, so i don't know i just think it really it aligns with what we talk about a lot so i loved it yeah man thank you that's something it's something that we've been really trying to bring out more in our branding um, and in our marketing campaigns lately, because that's been something from the start. Um, and this is my, I mean, I'm 25. We started the company. I was 23. I had just turned 23 when we had the idea. Okay. Um, and so I don't have, before that I was managing a construction site. So I had no like marketing experience to speak of. I didn't even take a marketing class in college, like nothing. Right. Um, and Adam, my business partner, he's been in the culinary field for a while. He's a bit older than me. And, uh, so he, he's the one who roasts all the coffee and like from the, he picked it up real quick. Cause he's been mm-hmm. a chef by trade for like 20 years now, maybe more. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so we've really been writing on his quality product. Right. And like, I haven't really 
had the experience to really back up and know exactly how to like get a story across, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, so over the past two years, that's been that's been something from the very start, right? Where it was like neither of us are really people to want to take a big like political or econ- or like socioeconomic stand through our company. But we both have this just like huge respect for anyone who like takes their life and takes their own, um, I guess their living situation into their own hands, you know, it just really makes a stand like whatever that is, you got to respect people like that. And mm-hmm. so it's been a huge focus lately is really trying to bring that out more. Yeah. I love it. Uh, it's been a good uh, time for it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, man. And And that's the thing. Like I don't, I don't want to go off on some like crazy tangent through any of our marketing or anything about like wear a mask or don't wear a mask. Right. Like my personal opinion is kind of inconsequential. Right. But it's like, whichever, like whatever you really believe is going on, like stand for it, you know, do your research, stand for it, take it seriously. Do what you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I've, that's sort of just yesterday. I was kind of just thinking about it a lot is you got to find a way to do what you want to do. Find what you're comfortable doing but do what you got to do, do what you want to do. Uh, I mean, I've re sort of semi recently, you know, like started teaching jujitsu full time and then like doing this podcast and stuff like that. I just, Mm -hmm. it's something that like I always work towards and like finally have started to actually do. So it took, you know, a lot longer than I would have expected or anything. Uh, but it's just so game, Mike, don't worry. (laughs) You're making more money than I was at your age. You're fine. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, I cannot complain whatsoever. But, uh, you know, whatever obstacles I do face, it's just they're my own obstacles. It's my own choice. It's all this. It's my thing. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. So uh, I, I absolutely agree. You got to respect everyone who does that. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so what are you sipping on, Mike? Oh, what am I'm I actually drinking? Oh. Yeah. Oh, um, Mike and Nick and Mike and oh man, it's gonna be nice. I'm drinking Blue Belt today. Crown Shark. That's Blue our Belt. flagship, man. Is it cool? Okay. Yeah, that that's our medium roast. That's our like that's our fan favorite for sure. It's a good one. Right on. Okay. Purple. I had Purple Belt yesterday as a bit of a double entendre, being that I'm a Blue Belt. I wanted to taste the future, but um, <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, what are you drinking today, Nick? Favorite. I'm I'm drinking our new one actually that hasn't dropped yet, our Horizon Roast. Um, oh, I've seen more. pictures. Yeah, we've been working on it. Well, actually, so I don't know if you guys really watched our story over the past few months. Um, Adam, my business partner, roaster, he uh, he got his whole cervical spine fused in February. Yeah, yeah, we've been watching uh, that. No yeah. kidding, dude, it's been nuts. It was C two through T one, I think. Uh, Batman. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so he was off the roaster for what? That was I think he got it fused like the week of like February tenth ish, and then he yeah, didn't get back that. on the roaster till like man late March. That's so actually pretty that damn whole, quick. Yeah, I mean, I was helping him. You know, like he can't put the coffee in the top of the machine, so I had to like lift oh, yeah. it up above there to put it That's in. Imp- so like, it's impressive. Yeah, no, he's been he's been really pushing rehab and everything because it took his whole life away, man. Like, he yeah. roasted coffee. He was he's a jujitsu brown belt. He coached jujitsu three to four days a week, and then me and him would climb all the time too. And oh. uh, man, he can't do any of it, and he's still not able to train or climb, but he can at least work again. Um, but anyway, that that uh, delayed this release by because we were just starting to look at coffee right when he got hurt it was like that weekend was the first weekend the weekend after was the first weekend we were supposed to like start testing it mm-hmm. um and he couldn't do it so it was like oh well you gotta wait a while so we've been waiting on this one for forever so i'm super pumped to finally bring it out to everybody because it's it's good man mm. the how do you horizon uh, how, how do you make it that's the the honey roast, right? Like this, or yeah, that- the the honey process, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a it's an El Salvador single origin, and it's a honey process. And for those listening who don't know what a honey process is, yes, um, it's kind of in the middle of the two, like, uh, what's the word? I would say normal, um, more common 
ways to process coffee, the natural way and the washed process. And we, it's basically what they do is they take off the fruit, but leave the, like what's called the mucilage, which is the like really high sugar content surrounding the bean. They leave that on the bean. Then they put it all out in the sun and that dries. And over time, as that dries, it kind of goes through the Maillard process. So Mm -hmm. that honey gets darker and darker. So there's three different types of the honey process, yellow, red, and black. And I believe this is kind of somewhere in between yellow and red. Um, and so it, uh, it picks up that sweetness that you usually get from a natural process, which our white belt is a natural. Um, and then, but it keeps the density that you usually get from a washed process, which usually washed beans, um, they're generally a little cheaper. They can handle a darker roast. Um, they're easier to produce. So, um, but that, that honey process kind of skirts the line between them both and really, uh, you can pick up both flavors. So it's really complex for a single origin. I'm pretty wow, pumped right about on. it. Okay. Yeah. We, I had yeah. my first honey process last week. It's good. Huh? I never, I never had one before. And, um, a roastery had sent us some and it's really, yeah, it was tasty. It was very, um, yeah, it had a lot of, a lot of flavors in it. Yeah. It was, and yeah, we were just wondering what the heck that was. So conveniently you've answered our question. <laughs> All there right. <laughs> oh, and uh, on a, on another note, how do you brew your coffee? Right now, I'm drinking it out of a French press, but my friend wants a pour over. Um, Yeah, Yeah. we just got, I just got this really nice grinder, um, but I had to let Adam borrow it so he could come up with the better, the best uh, ratios and grind sizes and everything, because it's actually the same grinder we're selling on our website and he's got a better taste for it. So he's got my nice, he's got my nice grinder. So for now, French press. Right on. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely a French press junkie. Yeah, I like French press. Yeah, French press, pour over, uh, mocha pot. I mean, I'll I'll mix it up. Yeah, mocha pot. Mocha uh, mocha pot's nice. Uh, My AeroPress, I like as well. Yeah, man. My only complaint about the mocha pot is that I can only have like one cup, or I get like jittery, just freaked out. Like it just makes strong coffee. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Usually, if I want to make like a mixed drink, I'll make it. Yeah, oh, yeah right. Oh, or if I'm in a yeah. rush, if I've only got time for one cup, I'll grab, I'll make a mocha pot, you know, and hit mm, the road, yes. and then know I'm good. Straight but. for the the high octane, man. You know? Yeah, that rocket yeah. fuel. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but I mean, I can do a Keurig if I have to. I mean, I'll drink whatever. I'm pretty much able- noble now. So, oh, go ahead, man. You're yeah. what? I'm full mobile now. I got I got that little French press. So yeah, and my and mobile like, coffee grinder. So yeah, and nice. Yeah, I'm sure you have like a carrying case and all sorts of stuff for everything. So I'm getting the utility, the Batman utility <laughs> belt for coffee. <laughs> Starting there, getting there. Wait, what were you gonna say, Mike? Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh no, I mean, I dude, I can't. I can barely hear in general. So I mean, I'm gonna interrupt and do shit. So I'm sorry all in right. advance. <laughs> no, it's, it's the nature of the live cast. We can't see each other, so it's it, the the cues are weird. True. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but have you guys been able to? Have you been able to train at all during this weirdness, or like, what have you been able to do during this off time? Like, so we've uh, so my brother does Facebook ads and marketing. Uh, my little brother, uh, not quite for a living, but he's trying to get a kind of a. Uh, so we're an agency off the ground right now. Sure. And he's, he's going to school at Mizzou university of Missouri. Hmm. And when that kind of all shut down and he, uh, he lived in a frat house, he got kicked out of his, fr- he didn't get kicked out of his frat house. They shut the house down for the pandemic. Um, ah. and so he had two decisions. He could either move home with my parents for the summer, or he could move out here, stay out. Cause I live in Colorado. Um, right. And my parents are in mm-hmm. St. Louis and, uh, he was either move home and live with my parents or move out here, stay with me, maybe get a place out here for the summer and just work. Um, so he moved out here. And so him and I have really been like pushing the marketing and lately and like really trying to figure that out. So because of that, since he's only here for a limited time before he goes, hopefully back to school in the fall, um, <laughs> right. we've really been like hammering that out. So I guess the answer to your question is I haven't really been training as much as I've liked but part of, that's partly because we've just been working so much. 
Right, right. We've kind of like leaned into it and been like, well, we can't really train anyway. Might as well use the time we have, get rid of the distraction and really like take this company to the next level. Right. You're training, training the marketing, you know? Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. I've also, I've also been teaching, I've been teaching him how to box a little bit a couple days a week. That's been awesome. That's been so much fun. Yeah. I do too. Boxing's cool. And uh, so I have to, I want to like pick your brain about marketing, but I guess this isn't the podcast for it, but we are also trying to expand a bit um, both with the Mm. cast and like personally, we both have our own things going on. So uh, sure. we might have to hit up. We might have to hit up your little brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Once, uh, gotta... once I'm done with him, I'll pass him on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Need his attention right now. No. no. But marketing, no. marketing is interesting, man. It's it's yeah. it's a kind of a beast. You know, marketing's just uh, there's so much to it, and it really comes down to just like telling a compelling story, you know. Oh, we can do that. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think I think, <laughs> you guys do a, I think you guys do a great job yeah. of telling that story without like shoving it down anyone's throat. Not that there there is anything to shove down someone's throat, but like you have a you know a good message. It's strong, and again, nice. jujitsu people stand behind. Absolutely. Like, yeah. uh, again, jujitsu people and just I you know people now, especially during this time, supporting smaller companies, not smaller, but like local companies, stuff like that. Sure. Uh, as opposed to massive companies and brands. Uh, yeah, man. So important. And, so. and the outpouring of support from the community has been absolutely incredible, man. Like our, yep. when, when the pandemic hit, hit and the quarantines hit and the stock market kind of went through that little crash it had, uh, yep. our sales went, dude, it went through the roof. Like, we set we set sales records month over month for the past few months. It's been kind of nuts. Oh, that's cool. awesome! But yeah, which is like which is crazy and unexpected, right? And it's like I'm I'm loving it, but I almost like there's that little bit of like, oh man, when I ask my buddies like, hey, how are you guys doing? And they're like, eh, not well. And I'm like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, and <laughs> eh, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, it's nice. Um, for sure. Well, so chaos like, breeds opportunity, man. Dude, absolutely. <laughs> as like, a great so, line. As like an entrepreneur during this time, like do you ever experience any type of like guilt for like prospering during this time? Like in a um, weird way or like I wouldn't call it guilt, but there's definitely like when I ask a buddy cuz like I've got I've got a couple of good friends who own um one of them kind of a startup and then one of them a little bit more established but uh skincare and grooming products. And sure. my buddy in the skincare industry, he's been around for a while, um, and he uh, he makes a great product, but it's a, a, it's an expensive product, but it's well worth the money. Um, and it's definitely one of those things where it's like it's a bit of a luxury product, right? Where like the economy's great, his business is booming, and then when the economy tanks, it's like, well, what do people not need to look good for? Staying at home, you know. <laughs> so yeah. his his sales have been down, but it's like at the same time when the economy picks back up, he's probably going to slingshot out of this and start crushing. Um, sure. But when when I talk to him and it's like, hey man, how how are business how's business with you? He's like, ah, oh, not super great. I kind of like I don't feel guilty about doing well, but I try to keep that not the topic of discussion. If that sure, makes sure. sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like if someone's not doing well, but I'm just like, man, I'm crushing it. I'm doing great. Sales are great. Like people are loving the coffee. And then it's just like, cool, dude. Like, I'm yeah, trying to pay yeah. rent. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's a unique position to be in during this like weird shit. <laughs> it is, totally, it is, dude. It is very weird to be doing okay when others are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's how you handle yeah, it. And, yeah. And to. To be honest, that's a, and I don't mean to cut you off. Um, to be honest, though, that's like, that's part of the reason we, we built the business how we did. Um, knowing that there's a few things that people lean on in times of crisis, and, uh, and those are honestly coffee and alcohol. Like, yeah, when, when oh, yeah. things are bad, people aren't going to stop drinking coffee and they're not going to stop drinking booze. And it's like, why not pick something and like, like really trying to push like alcohol in a time like this, I'd feel bad about, right. I'd be like, sure, okay, sure. you know what? Maybe we should all sober up a little bit, but like with coffee, I'm like, this stuff's good for you. Keep drinking it. Yep. So I have no, pro- like 
that's great. And that's part of the reason why we fix coffee and part of the reason why we built the company mostly centered around e-com. Cause it's like, if we do this like this, no matter what happens, we can at least still have a chance. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. That is like a, a thing. It's uh, people are always going to drink. It's, you know, been around forever. Two you know, thousand years. Every, yeah. Everyone loves coffee. We do push drink good coffee a lot on our show. Yeah. And it's, if you go back to like the beginning, I mean, we have what, 54 episodes now, I think. I think so. But that's evolved. We keep getting like more and more snobby about it, which is cool. Dude, so do we. <laughs> <laughs> I try so hard not to be, right? I try to be like, all right, man, like as long as you're drinking coffee, like you're good. Like I, I like that, right? And now I'm mm-hmm. like, you have to drink it right. You have to have a nice grinder. You have to get your ratio right, or you're. It, like, I'm just like, all right, I need to relax. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we're definitely the same way. Yeah, we're getting. You get worse. Yeah, you <laughs> do. You go down this rabbit yeah. hole. Well, and then you surround yeah. yourself with other people who really like coffee, and then it just gets like worse and worse and worse. It's like this echo chamber. It's like, oh my god. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're we're almost we're ready to have monocles. I don't know, but um, yeah, it uh. <laughs> I, I like I, I like <clears throat> stuff like that though. I think like like Mike would say it's back to jujitsu. Like I think people who train um, at a high level, um, like I've done combat sports my whole life and have gotten to a pretty mm-hmm. you know really you know high level at certain things. You get obsessed with details. Absolutely. So yeah, why not? Uh, why not have your coffee be the same way? <laughs> Dude, I mean it. It's that old, it's that saying um, from, I think, the Tao Te Ching, right? He who sees the way mm. sees it in all things. It's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Man. With coffee, with jujitsu. I actually, my um, athletic background is in lacrosse. I played lacrosse in college and mm, uh, I left the team after about two and a half years, walked off the field, and within a week I was on the jujitsu mats. And I was like, I like this. Um, yes. Yeah. But it was, it was that way, right? Like having, like playing in college, it's really that next level. It's playing at like the highest level that I could probably perform at. And then it was all about details, right? It's just like, it's little things like foot pointed one way or the other way or reacting at a different time, anticipating different movements. Like it's, it, but it's the same concept as a deep understanding of jujitsu or of coffee or of anything else where it's just like really focusing on those details and taking it to that next level. And I think when you get there, it becomes a little bit harder to relate to someone on that topic who hasn't taken it to that level. And so I think that's the, that's really the key of a, of a good marketing strategy when it comes to a brand like ours, where it's really centered around quality. It's like, how do I get across the point that we know what we're talking about without making people feel like an idiot for maybe not knowing what they're like, maybe not knowing as much as me. Does that make sense? Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know, Mike. You can relate that to teaching real quick. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. That's teaching in a nutshell. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just with, uh, I mean, it just relates back to your message, right? You're, you're relaying positivity. There's a huge mm-hmm. culture behind coffee. There's a mm-hmm. huge, you know, like you said, there's a way to drink it. There's a temperature. You know, it depends on how you present that. You could be a pretentious dick about it and be like, you need to drink yeah. it this way. Or you can be like, right. hey, man, I like, I like it this way. Let me show you. If you like it, cool, take it, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's just, again, there's just a huge culture behind it. Uh, and again, just like jujitsu, uh, there's a culture behind it. You can be a dick about it or you can be cool about it. <laughs> it just depends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, let's see. Um, okay, so your Instagram is pretty awesome. Um, Thank you. I, I I personally really enjoy it. I do most of the Instagram for the page, for um, as mm-hmm. far as for um, for copy regular. I I, I just I just I, I flat out want to ask you how you make the how you make your stories. Like they look so nice when you mm-hmm. post stuff. When things are written, I don't know how to do that. Um, <laughs> but, but your your brand is really consistent. Not just with like what you say, but like the look of it's very cool. So a big a big part of that actually, um, for consistency, I just make sure I use the same Instagram filter on every photo we post. Um, oh. It's just the same oh. filter on every single one. Like I can edit a photo. So I've got a bit of a 
I, a bit of a background in photography. I started up photography maybe a year after I started up jujitsu. Um, and that's been, that's been a bit of a bonus for us because I can go and living in Colorado, like I'm up in the mountains all the time. So I can always go up, find a cool spot, take a cool, good photo, like a few good photos, um, for the company Instagram, just with our stuff in cool spots. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no matter how those photos come out, no matter how we edit them, whether they're a jujitsu gym video or a mountain photo or whatever, I just put the same, uh, filter on it and then it winds up looking way more consistent than it probably is. Ah, whoa, okay. It's good Good to know it's working. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, though. That's a, nice, that's a cool little trick. I've been trying out different filters and stuff just for fun, and I never thought mm-hmm. about, like, pick one and stick with it because that, that breeds consistency. Yeah, and, and, like, if you look back at our old Instagram, I think I've kind of archived a few of our old photos. Um, mm-hmm. But if you look back at the beginning, it was definitely scattered, and then over time it kind of found its found its voice a little bit. Oh, God. Um, I guess I'm trying to figure out how to take uh, cooler pictures of bags of coffee, and, you know, cups of coffee. Um, <laughs> but my, my, my yard is my version of the mountains. I got, sure. a, I got all the seasons in my yard. I got, the, okay. I got the banana trees and the bonsai and the throw deck is going to awesome. happen. Um, got my, uh, I got a new air conditioner. Like right now I'm getting a new air conditioner. So I might have to leave in this like at some point, but that's why there's two hosts. <laughs> But um, I had to move it, Mike, so it's not back in oh, the yeah. corner anymore. So now that whole area is going to open up. We can put the throw deck right there. Okay. And uh, yes, yes. And I may even, I'm, at some point, I'm going to put a door in the back of my garage there as well. So Okay. Uh, so, Nick, Mike's basement is converted into basically just like the best gym you could imagine. So Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll give you the story. I was on a Zoom with Travis Stevens, the um, a judo Olympian, uh, silver uh-huh. medalist. Yeah. He was doing a Zoom, and there were like, I don't know, like 20 people on the Zoom. We all got on, and one person was like, oh, somebody's at the school. And I'm like, you talking about me? They're like, yeah, you. I'm like, I'm in my basement, guys. So <laughs> it just gives you an idea what my basement looks like these days. <laughs> That's awesome, man. My Actually, my yeah. uh, the guy who makes all of our apparel uh, – or not makes, he prints all of our apparel um, – mm-hmm. He owns Bleeding Edge, if you've heard of them. And, uh, dude, they've got – he's got an awesome gym in his basement. And it's like, man, I kind of want to be going over to his place all the time during this quarantine. But yeah, I'm trying to distance a little bit. <laughs> man, that, that whole dude. gym setup, though, that's awesome. Like, It's nice. Mike, Mike's got, got like – it's he's got it, like, split in, like, a third base. Well, like, kind of a quarter, really. It's, like, quarter kung fu movie room museum – quarter striking mm-hmm. quarter grappling quarter strength and conditioning like it's massively efficient it's jujitsu in in feng shui form like it's just all over the place but it's awesome it's, it's awesome it's flows, actually about flows to get me. better uh, i i i figured out um a news place to put the the squat rack okay i, I think like it'll fit in a different spot and it will totally improve the flow it's gonna be nuts sweet yeah we're gonna start doing videos and stuff down there so it's gonna look yeah. nice Yes. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, so <clears throat> Nick with Adam, your, your partner, Adam's mm-hmm. background in like the culinary world, right? How much would you mm-hmm. say like his, his palate and his taste and his experience there pays off? Like, well, like how much does that get I've, utilized or dude, it's invaluable. Um, everything we do gets run through his palate. Like every, like yep. I, I have, it's so funny, man. Like when we're doing like cuppings and everything and we're tasting coffee, He's like, this one's better because it's got X, Y, and Z. Or I like this one because it's got A, B, and C. And I'm like, this one's coffee. This one's also coffee. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have yep, yep, no yep. clue what I'm talking about. And he like gets <clears> it. <throat> and it's, man, if if he wasn't around, I'd be I'd be doing something else <laughs> if he wasn't around. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all the time. Yeah. Right. So. I've like, we've kind of talked about before, but like I need someone sometimes with certain things. Again, like I equate it to like bourbon and stuff. Like to me, like before I'm like bourbon was bourbon. It was Brown, whatever. Uh, And then I had a buddy like, tell me, break it down, tell me how to drink it. Tell me why this is good. And like, tell me these things. And like, then uh, I just like basically started to enjoy it from that. Like just having someone explain that conceptually to me 
and there's yep. sort of the technique and stuff behind it. Again, never Definitely. did it pretentiously or like shoved it down my throat or anything. He's just kind of like, this is cool. Yeah, this he did it right. I like yeah. it. Like, yeah. Right. And now I like bourbon's cool. Like, and I, it's fucking cool, you know, just like, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, uh, for about a year in college, I bartended at a startup brewery and our, the head brewer was also one of the owners and he kind of did that to me with beer. And that was like, I always knew that like, yeah, this one's good or this one's bad, or I'd like this one or that one or whatever. But like, I couldn't really put my finger on why and what the flavors were and like what a specific mouthfeel or a specific texture comes from. Sure. Um, and then when he sat down and really explained it to me, now it's like, man, I could pick up a beer out of nowhere and I can tell you at least a few different yeast strains, right? Where it's like, oh, I think that one got made with the same yeast as this one, and like things like that. And like, oh, nice. I'm getting yeah. that way with coffee, but I'm not quite there right. yet. But Adam definitely gets it. And it's cool. Yeah. It's like another That's level cool. of understanding. <clears throat> definitely yep. my brother-in-law is a sommelier and does that with wine and he's into bourbons and stuff and again he's just mm-hmm. another source that i can like learn from again i'm not even like super into bourbon or wine but again like just to know is yeah <laughs> party trick <laughs> yeah exactly just to be like ah yes the tannins on the back end like <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> everyone's like who the fuck is this guy like what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, what other hobbies do you have aside from coffee, jujitsu, photography? A lot of climbing, man. Um, yeah, climbing. Sweet. Kind of, kind of a, a good amount of, and I say a good amount, not really a good amount, but more than jujitsu in the quarantine because okay. it's been like me and uh, me and Adam. We got into climbing last summer together he used to do a bunch of rock climbing back in the day and i did a little bit back in college and we were sitting there talking because all of our meetings kind of sucked it'd be like i'd have to go over to his house and we'd sit around and like just talk business for a little bit and that'd be that and it was like this is fine but it's too corporate like we need, like we need like we need to we need to have a reason to like want to go and talk business and like hammer shit out and it was like well yeah yeah there's a rock climbing gym right in between our houses because we live like 30 minutes apart too that was a bit of another problem um, uh, okay but it's like there's a rock climbing gym right in the middle we both got a bit of a background and it, it complements jujitsu so well yeah um, dude so mm. it's just like well let's meet here um so we started climbing like three days a week and it was a super easy sell it was like all right well let's just go to the climbing gym climb for an hour or two and talk the business we got to talk and uh And that was huge for us. And then we actually at the gym met a guy, Alex, who wound up, we wound up hiring on as our uh, like wholesale manager. And uh, we met him at the climbing gym and he's actually got a jujitsu blue belt. He's more into climbing than he is jujitsu, but he trains and he climbs and it's like, you fit here, you know? Yeah. Um, Okay. But climbing's big, man, and it actually helped Adam's neck before it before it went bad. It was actually getting better because of the climbing, because it's like it contrasts with jujitsu really well. The body right, right, right. to do. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, like so, like picking up the dude at the climbing gym, you like surrounding yourself with like minded people is super mm-hmm. important with this stuff, you know. Like people that have a like mind but are gonna say and think and do different things, you know. I think that's yeah, what man, absolutely helps things grow. So that's awesome. Yep. So you've spent plenty of time like in Colorado and nature and all that stuff, right? I imagine. Oh, absolutely. Do Man, you I'm, have I'm, any Sasquatch experiences? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I do have some weird animal experiences, though. You guys ever seen a moose in person? Not no. in person. Not in person. Dude. They're huge. <laughs> I was off road one day in my Jeep and I came around a corner and I was looking up at the moose and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> like this dude's just standing in standing in the middle of the trail looking at me, chewing on some grass. Like, what the hell are you gonna do about it, bud? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna do anything. You're like, I'm not doing shit. Oh, I'm gonna drive away, bud. <laughs> dude, like I'm sitting there in a Jeep, like pretty high off the ground looking up at this guy's torso i'm like this is i did not know they were that big they're huge yeah um, yeah i've only seen i've seen them like i've recently seen like videos of like two bull moose fighting in like a residential area like i can only imagine that's like, not the one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the mayhem that would ensue from that but 
Moose. Yeah, moose are insane. Like <laughs> yeah, they are. Badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as far as like wild wildlife experiences. Oh, I uh, I ran over a bear cub actually. That was pretty dang. Yeah, yeah. I was I was driving up uh, Highway 70 up the western slope of the state late at night. I was actually trying to beat a storm home. I was over in Utah and trying right. to like race this storm back to Denver. And mm. I came around a bend and there was two like bear cubs running across the road. They're like the size of Great Danes. Like oh, huge. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I came around the corner and there was two running across the road. And I was like, well, I, I'm going, I was going like 75. I was like, I can't avoid these. I got to either pick one or like try, like try to scoot right in the middle, which I know won't work. So I just like had to pick one and I hit it. Like yeah. that was a real bummer. Oh, Dude, um, that's a rough yeah. choice. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I was in like was in a jeep with the steel front bumper, and like the car was fine, but the barrel was just not fine. Oh, yeah. was, uh, that hurts, man. Yeah, I was gonna so, say like, guess there's your fucked up your car. <laughs> no, actually, no damage at all. Like crazy, no damage. Dang. Um, well, I guess now you know what that front bumper thing's for, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was actually Bear smacking. Um, it's a. St- what's called a stubby bumper. If you guys know what that is, where it doesn't cover the front tires. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I use it for like rock crawling and stuff. Right. Um, but I hit the, <clears throat> I hit the bear like with the tire and that's oh, it. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, that's, I don't need to talk anymore about that. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. 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 Painful memory. Painful memory. yeah. yeah. A rough day. Um, oh, well, nothing, nothing little Java can't cure though. You know, yeah, right. Let's bring it back to coffee. Yeah, back to coffee. <laughs> so, um, okay, so, so ask about coffee roasts. I haven't had, I haven't drank the brown belt yet. And mm-hmm. we don't have any black belt just yet either. So, yeah, the black well, belt. So, we, we held off on the black belt. Um, we currently, so the black belt kind of turned into our black label line. So if you Ooh. look at our website, we only have one right now, but we have our main our main line of coffee is white, blue, brown, and pur- or white, blue, purple, and brown. And okay. we had a we had one roast that was called our black belt roast, and that came out a few months after those four did. Um, mm-hmm. Sold through it, and then instead of just doing like more black belts, they're like, what if we take this and kind of make it like our black belt or like our black label line, um, and do it as a more exclusive right? Or like a limited edition. So like it's micro lots, it's things where there's only a few hundred pounds worldwide or very specialty coffee, like a cone, like when we eventually do a Kona, that'll be Mm -hmm. kind of a black label. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah. So, so our horizon roast is kind of our newest quote unquote black belt. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to trying those too. Yeah. Yeah, It's a good marketing idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we even got like black bags and everything with them. And then, so our anniversary is kind of our black belt line. So like, like our real, like that is like the black belt is our anniversary. Okay. Roast. Cause after one year, it was like a one stripe black belt, two years, two stripe. Eventually ah, we'll be like 20 stripe, 25 stripe. It's going to get weird, <laughs> but whatever. We'll roll with it. Hinata Hena- Laranja oh. style. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's cool though. Yeah. I mean, the so the difference with the the black label like uh the horizon is one and then the black belt is one and then you're saying like a, a kona is coming up is that one you're trying to get next or it's it's not coming up we uh we were joking around with the idea for our anniversary roast because gotcha like part of the reason the well part of the um what's the word like effect of the horizon roast getting delayed the two months than it did we have we're releasing it Memorial Day, and then two months later, two and a half months later, we're releasing our next one um, for right. our anniversary, which is in August. Um, so it jammed those releases. So we're we're playing with different ideas, and I, I threw out the idea of a Kona, and Adam just laughed at me because they're like twenty bucks a pound for like green. Oh, coffee. no joke. Woo! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So like, if if we did a Kona, we'd sell it at like fifty <clears throat> bucks for twelve ounces. <laughs> it'd be wow. ridiculous Ooh, we just need a bigger market for that you know we, we need like, yeah. a bigger customer base to make that about like worth it because we might only sell one of those a week you know and then it's like well we got to waste all this extra roasted coffee if we do yeah. that right right 
Ah, dude, you'll yeah. get there. Getting there. Oh, yeah. Enough. Oh, yeah. Hey, Sinister Breed's on. What's up, man? Yeah, what's up, dude? Oh, he's a returning listener. <laughs> oh, you guys so, are from Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I missed that. Where at in Ohio? Uh, Columbus, right in the middle. Okay. Smack dab mm-hmm. in the middle. You yep. guys went to the Arnold's. Didn't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, man, yeah, I was I supposed it. to be there. I was, you were uh, supposed to be there. Yeah, we have a we have a deal worked out with Grappling Industries. Actually, I can set up oh. a table at any tournament they put up. Uh, I know, so you know Sean. Okay, I mm. I met Quite Sean. Possibly. He, I think I met Sean. I know, Ant, you know Anthony, Tony. He uh, he's one of the truck drivers. He was okay. at the Arnold's for sure. Um, and yeah. Marcos, if you know Marcos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've met Sean. If I did, it was just for a day. I met a guy. I don't remember his name. Um, okay. But anyway, we, we, we got a deal worked out with them. So I was supposed to go to the Arnold's. That was like a big portion of the deal. It was like, holy shit, I can set up a table at the Arnold's. And then, man, I wasted or I lost so much money on that trip. Trying yeah. like, on oh. reservations and flights and everything that got canceled yeah. like three days before. I was like, oh, crap. But it, it wasn't. I couldn't set up the table. It was like, well, I could go and lose even more money on this. I'd have fun, but I didn't stay home. I, I would have bought some coffee off you, but um, you didn't. <laughs> you you they missed had a lot. Of sections open. Yeah, well, yeah. they they had competition, and then they had. I go for the um strength the strength conditioning classes. It's not uh-huh. called the strength. Somebody now it's called the Arnold Education. All the tiny smart people hang out upstairs, um, and then they had uh like the competitions downstairs. So. On one hand, it was the best Arnold ever because nobody was there. Right. It was like I could go do a class and then there was a break. I could run downstairs, pick out grappling industries, say hi to people, and like you then go get lunch. And that all took 20 minutes rather than being yeah. in line for half an hour, you know, go through things. And I met Randy Couture like five minutes in. But on um, nice. You know, on the other hand, if you're selling stuff, you would have sold, you actually probably would have sold quite a bit. Well, I couldn't um, just I couldn't set up, editors. but yeah, you couldn't set up. It was yeah, right. They got rid of like they got rid of all the vendors, so it's mm-hmm. it was a real catch twenty two thing, man. Cause... Yeah, like I, I was thinking about it. Like if I could have gone, or if I just went anyway, I could have competed because I was registered to compete. Um, oh, right on. I could have competed and just like had a bunch of coffee in my bag and kind of done it black market style, like drug like drug dealer style, right? Have a have a double bag full <laughs> of coffee. And I was like, I could do that, but I don't even know if I'd pay the trip off if I did that, you know? So it was like, uh, yeah. 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 It was but, a, that was a kind of a wild time. No one really knew what was going on. Cause Ohio was pretty early. We were really first to the game and the whole quarantine thing. Yeah. So how are you guys doing like, now? I heard, I heard you have an opening date before I hopped on. Uh, well, yeah, it's every, like certain business started opening like this mm-hmm. week. And then what gyms are supposed to open up May 26th, right? Yep. Uh, so we're kind of the so test what, run. So oh, what nice. that means, though, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a lot of solo stuff and like st- like still distancing. Okay. And yeah, we started doing that. And, yeah. So I don't know. Broomfield, a and, town in, in Colorado right outside of Denver uh, where mm-hmm. our gym is they started doing that so we could go and train, but it's all solo drills and us all wearing a mask and gloves, I think. And then right. actually the city of Denver, I think started instituting a ticketing policy where if you're caught outside and like in public without a mask, it's $75 fine. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. It's like, well, I don't know. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't gone that far yet, but it yeah. is strongly encouraged. You got a lot of people on either end of that as far as around here goes. Um, mm-hmm. people, everyone seems to be all in one way or the other, which I find strange, but, um, yeah, not yeah. One, I don't want to dig in too much, but, uh, yeah. uh, uh, I saw Gio Martinez's gym got shut down cause he like opened prematurely. Uh, so sheriff went and shut him down. Uh, there was this, but, there was this, ta- um, restaurant or like event hall down in uh, Colorado Springs that opened up for Mother's Day and a video kind of got out and it was a packed house and they got shut down oh, for yeah. a month because of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's 
and like some of the there's other like I don't know if they're rumors or if it's fact, but like you know, there's massive fines floating around if you know you're getting caught open. So like business owners are juggling between like taking a fine and but also like black market opening up. You know, yeah, I mean, you gotta eat so much. Exactly, like yeah, we're hitting a weird weird point. Yeah, yeah. we are. And it, it, it's weird, right? Because I try to stay out of it. I try to like not bring that out in our marketing or anything or anything about the company. But at the end of the day, man, it's like I know too many – I have too many good friends in the business like in the business world who are having trouble feeding their family. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I, know, I know too many people who are just SOL. And then yeah. to really be comfortable with it anymore, you know, and like I, I know people who have gotten sick too. So it's like I, I'm not over here saying like, oh man, it's a hoax. Like this is all bullshit. Like it's not as bad as everyone says it is. Because like I know people who have been in the hospital for it, but like I right. also know people who can't pay rent, who can't like eat, and like all this stuff. And it's like, man, I, it's just a bad spot at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, the world isn't really it's, prepared again. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm right down the middle with it too. Like my my family members that are immune compromised, and but at the same time, like got small business stuff to gotta get going. You know, like yeah, dude, like it's a hard spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And and it's not as black and white as people are making it and shit. You know, so no, know. it's not, man. There's so much to it. And then like. Then there's also the worry about the government overstepping and like, yeah. is this too much, you know? And yeah. just, well, you never I'm know, right? A, like, no, no I mean, I'm, I'm reading a book about the Spanish influenza in 1918. Yeah. I got a couple books that I'm starting to pour through and um, it's both encouraging and disheartening um, because sure. it's, <laughs> it's like, okay, we didn't know shit about that until this hit. Which really is really mm-hmm. encouraging if you think about it. It killed two and a half times, I think roughly two and a half times more people than World War One, um, and you have no idea. Which means everything like permanent changes were made and became changes, and no one knew or cared anymore, right? So that's good. Right. But then on the off, like what hurts is um, a lot of people are making the exact same mistakes now. Like down to like governors and mayors of certain cities saying the exact same thing that they said in 1918. Like what? Like just certain things about um, what one governor from uh, New Orleans, I think, or uh, like the, the the mayor of New Orleans was like mm-hmm. in 1918, like oh the the summer season will wipe it all away and it'll be fine. We don't have to do anything. Sure. Or are like, um, oddly enough, Ohio reacted very similarly in 1918 as they did now. They were kind of ahead of the game. Interesting. Uh, as far as, it, it was, it's really weird how almost exactly the same socially it is in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm not to the point of the book where fall hits in the second wave of when it really got bad. Yeah. Because like the first wave was pretty much brought on by soldiers from World War One being shipped around. They'd gotten yeah. it over in Europe and then kind of ended up spreading it here. And, um, but like the second wave, I don't know yet. I'll tell you when I get to that part of the book, sure. but it's, it's weird how in some ways history is repeating itself, but then the world's very different now. There are a lot of yeah. things are the same, but it's also like, so it, I, you know, you can't predict how it's going to play out or can't really know what it is, but mm-hmm. shots are a normal thing. Like no one even gives a shit anymore. Yeah. So this, you know, in my estimation, like I just have hope of, well, hell, this will just become a normal thing and no one will give a shit after a few years. It'll just be like, oh, okay, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm like, worried about it. That's, that's kind of the way I see it too, right? Like after a few years, like this has, this is going to pass because it has to, it's really that mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't pass, we're all gone. And that's that. Like, yeah. It's like we, at some point, we're either come up going to come up with like a legitimate vaccine that works. We're going to come up with a herd immunity, um, mm-hmm. or it's just going to kind of, for whatever reason, kind of peak and tail off, and that'll be that. And like, honestly, we don't <clears throat> we don't know if there's going to be a second wave or not. You know, like it sounds like yeah. there's a lot more people who have been infected 
than what we originally thought. You know, every time they come out with another round of like widespread testing, we find more people who have yeah. opt for it. Yeah. Which and is a good thing. Me, yeah, it gives me a yeah, lot of hope. If a lot of people had it and didn't know, that's perfect. Yeah, dude. And like, <laughs> man, so my uncle actually, uh, he used to spend a lot of time in China for his job. So he's got a lot of Chinese friends. And mm-hmm. so he's been seeing things. He, he's been he's known things from beyond the great Chinese firewall that most of us probably have privy <laughs> oh, nice. to. Okay. And man, it was pretty bad over there. Like it was way, it was worse than what they told us for sure. I mean, I think we all kind of oh, know yeah. that um, yeah. the lockdown was pretty brutal. And then they did have a bit of a second wave, but from what I've heard, I don't, I don't think it's gotten any worse. I think they just kind of resurged a little bit and then tailed off. Um, oh, cool. Okay. But I don't know for sure. I haven't talked to him in a, in a couple of weeks, so maybe I should, mm-hmm. I should re up on that info. Um, but back in November, early December, mm-hmm. he, him and his wife were down in Colombia cause he's married to a Colombian woman and they were mm-hmm. down there and wound up either. They were actually, no, they were either down there. Yeah. He must've been down there. Um, and they saw a bunch of his friends from China and oh they all hung out and all of that. And a week or two later, all of them came down with something terrible. Um, we don't know what it was, but Mm -hmm. it was pretty damn close to COVID symptoms. And then my uncle saw my grandma and she came down with it, whatever it was. And then I spent a week at home with my grandma and my mom and my stepdad and my brother. Um, and all of us got something that didn't seem quite as bad, but we all got something. And so it's like, none of us have been tested, but like, I mean, all signs point to it, you know? Yeah, so we just uh, need widespread testing to get everyone. Really? Confirmed. I mean, that's, that's the only yeah. way we're going to know anything, you know, the more mm-hmm. testing we get, the more we're going to know. And, and there's also the sample bias, you know, we test people who have symptoms. We don't test people who don't. So we're not ever going to get a real yeah, sample. So you don't have a real number. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing I read about is in um, 1918, flu was actually not a reportable disease. Interesting. Like, which, um, and it wasn't until after the first wave, actually. And so all the numbers aren't exactly accurate. They just kind of have like major cities mm-hmm. and they go off. If, if you actually got reported as the flu and then people have pneumonia, because pneumonia right. is reportable. And so it's all, it's, it's not, I'm saying like, it's not a guess. It's not an estimation. Cause if you look at symptoms and autopsy reports, it points pretty clearly if it was the Spanish yeah. flu, but yeah, it's sort of the same thing. Right. Well then like what? 30, 40 years before the Spanish flu, like tuberculosis messed oh, up a whole yeah. bunch of people up. And, and polio. Like, and I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. So, I mean, it's not a new thing, but, um, right. uh, but it's just, uh, you know, we never, no one, no one alive today has gotten to live through this portion of something like this. Dude, there was a, um, uh, there was one guy I saw and I never really looked it up and made sure it was real, but I heard a story <laughs> about one dude who's like 101 years old. He was born into the Spanish flu. I doubt he actually had it, but he was born yeah. into the Spanish flu, got coronavirus earlier this year and then recovered. I read that story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is this dude? Like, what's going on? This dude's lived through a hell of a hundred years. Like, yeah, it's lived through some shit, man. Yeah, geez. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, that walking uphill both ways to school. Totally, man. It does it for you in the snow without shoes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Honestly, I think if I mean the way jujitsu is, I feel like we have to be immune to some shit. You know, the oh, way oh we. God. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, I feel like we have very strong immune systems just from sure other, so. other people's sweat alone. Um, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> the amount of other people's sweat that's been in my eyeballs, uh, yeah, like I better be good. Like, yeah, you're, you're strong, strong man. <laughs> it's one thing I don't miss. Yeah, yeah. Sweat I kind of miss it. Eyes and... miss it. It's weird, but yeah, my yeah, neck feels good. <laughs> yeah, right? how, how is your neck, dude? <laughs> oh, it feels great right now. Cool. But having neck neck problems or? Uh, yes and no. Like I sleep on it funny, and so I should probably go to a doctor, but I haven't. Mike's Oof. basically he's PT by by education, so he's he's. Just I'm not shit. quite a PT yet. 
But um, yeah, you know, should be. I should be. At some point. He helps me out. He's fixed. He's fixed me up significantly. So nice. Yeah, yeah. I've had every injury was, known to me. But um. yeah, he's had <laughs> disgusting injuries, and he's uh, learned to fix them. And most of my injuries, he's learned to fix that too. So. Uh, I was pretty beat up. Then he fixed me up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, my chiropractor. He's a jujitsu brown belt and a judo black belt and he's got some Muay Thai experience too so all I gotta do is walk in and be like sat in an arm bar too much and he's like okay (laughs) that's exactly what to do it's nice it's good to have a doctor with background it's because like I remember going to doctors like as a kid when I was a kid like younger and they'd be like I was doing jujitsu like what the fuck is that like what the fuck is you stop like yeah yeah (laughs) no well and then they don't get it right like if if they don't have an athletic if they don't have an athletic background their priority isn't get you on the mats their priority is stop the injury well it's not even athletic dude if they're like a ball sports person they're not going to understand right right maybe not the exact injuries but like my experience especially like playing in college with but that was different right that was like that was sports trainers. Those were people who were like, oh, to are play. Yeah, yeah that, was, they, that was totally different. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah no, like I've, I've been working with a physical therapist, um, benefits of lockdown. Um, I've gotten in uh, contact with a guy that we used to compete in Taekwondo at the same time back in the day. He was a featherweight, uh-huh. so we never fought. But he's a badass PT. He's worked with the Steelers. He's worked with Cirque du Soleil. Nice. He works with LAFC now. And um, he could take on a few mobile clients. Because he was just trying to, I mean, really, he was he needed to pay his overhead to keep his employees okay. And mm-hmm. um, I was able to sign up with him. His name's Jason Hahn. And to, to give him my injury list was funny, but then he understood it. Like, no other right. PT ever worked with, like, got it. And he, like, narrowed things down. And I have bad hips. I've had hip surgeries, and one of my hips is kind of going again. Uh-huh. And um, he kind of figured out, like, my left big toe doesn't work properly. And it's been it most it's been most of the probably most of the 21st century not working properly. So I kind of didn't notice it anymore. Even with all uh-huh. my analysis and stuff, I just kind of got used to it. And he's really been fixing my hip and working with him. Like he understands. Like he doesn't know jujitsu, but you know it's taekwondo, and that's where most of these things came from. Mm-hmm. And so that's it makes a big difference when Huge. your medical professional like actually understands. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so with your like ball sport background, like lacrosse, right, and then coming mm-hmm. into jujitsu, like what th- what things did you take from your ball sport background? What helped you in jujitsu, and then like what held you back? You know, I think the biggest help has just been like a focus on the grind. Um, like having, I have a lot of people ask me if I have a wrestling background. Um, sure. And I don't know. I, I think it's kind of my style has kind of evolved in that direction a little bit. But I also think that a lot of the reason it evolved in that direction was just because of that hardcore background that I had. Like we want, like it was a club team in college and uh, at University of Colorado, and we won it. We won a national championship my freshman year. And oh, nice. sweet, even like yeah, it was a club team, right? It's not like I'm playing a D1 sport, but like, the, like to win a national championship at any level is hard. Like, yeah. And that really, that team that year really taught me what it, what it takes to win. Um, right. Or it's like no holds barred, like sacrifice everything you possibly can buy in as much as you can, because that's the only way we're going to be the best. And man, like it paid off, you know? And like, that my coach back there was really just like in our in our intro meeting the first week of school in the fall my freshman year he pulls up this slide like this slideshow and he hated powerpoints but he had one this like this day for some reason and like the first slide was like what makes a cu lacrosse player and he sat there and he looked at us and he hit the button on it to bring the first bullet point out and it just said you gotta love to run that was it. That was like the whole slide. It was like, you have to love to run. And he, he owned up to that, right? Like we ran all the time. Um, just conditioning, man. Sprints every single day. Like our fitness test was centered around sprints. It was just like run and run and nice. run and run and run. And that was it, man. Like more than anything else, it was just that commitment and that like 
understanding of what it takes to really be the best and how to work hard that I think wrestling gives you. Um, but I just happen to get from a kind of different direction than most people in the combat sports world. Um, and then what held me back was like, I've always played team sports. I've always had other people to rely on and I've had other people to, for better or worse, point fingers at when things go South, you know, and like, sure. mm-hmm. I was, uh, um, I always played goalie. So it was a bit of a unique position, but at the end of the day, like, man, if things are going bad, like I could at least get in the car afterwards and bitch to my girlfriend or my mom or my dad, like, man, he messed up today or he did this or that. And I always try to take responsibility as much as I could, but like you still make excuses. Right. Right. Um, And then coming to jujitsu, like I had to unlearn that. And it was like, it helped me back at first, but I think once I got used to it, it really is. It's been huge for me. Like in my personal development of like, I mean, when you lose a jujitsu match, like you can't, it's you, right? Like, yeah, maybe right. your coach could have done X, Y, or Z, but like at the end of the day, like it's you. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like the, it makes you claim responsibility really fucking quick. Yep. Like <laughs> real quick, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I wrestled and played <laughs> football, like tandemly at one point and like mm-hmm. yeah like you said like you could point your finger at a teammate like you could do your job 110 percent, everything could still get fucked up or like yeah all that stuff but you know you go into wrestling like you fucked up and you got banned yeah. and you did this and this led to that like there it just traces yeah. back to every decision and everything is yours and that, especially in mm-hmm. jujitsu any grappling form obviously but like i just i like yeah. that and it taught me that I do too and and obviously you're taking that into like coffee and marketing and that's dope. So mm. it. Yeah. It's that Jocko direction. It's that, it's that Jocko attitude, extreme self ownership. Yeah, dude. You know? Dude, yeah. I read that book, man. And I, yeah, I, love I that still book. have to. Yeah. I've never dude, read that book. A great one. I can't believe I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I just got his book on leadership actually. I have, uh, I have a look at looking at me right now, extreme ownership yeah. and the dichotomy of leadership. Yeah. Mm. And we have all the warrior kids. Have you ever nice. have you ever read Jocko's children's books? Yes, I Wait, have way of the warrior that. kid. There's three of them. Just buy them. Mm. Uh, that's my daughter's summertime book. Um, that's the first first book of the summer three years in a row. When we read nice. it for the den book, it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Nice, dude. But, uh, Jocko like Jocko. is Jocko's into everything, dude. He's into books, jeans, supplements, jujitsu. <laughs> he's all about everything. Like, yeah, he's into it, man. Well, he just does. He just does stuff, you know. Like, exactly. That's, well, he's that's yeah, the cool he's just part like, about like him and Rogan both, man. They just do things. Yeah, they just it's they're cool. like, I want this, and I do it, and I make it, or I find someone who makes it well, and like learn, or you know, I just yeah. I respect that. So, <laughs> got to, yeah. So, and that's obviously like, that's why we're drawn to like people like you, like you were, you have your own thing, you're Mm -hmm. leaving it, you're doing it. We're like, fuck yeah. Not quite at his level yet, but hopefully one day. Everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, We're climbing. That is. Yeah. Even we're getting better. We got free coffee from somebody. That was a big gold (laughs) match. Shit. Yeah, man. Got to try. Uh, Mm -hmm. Learning new shit every day. So that was cool. Yeah, getting mm-hmm. better. Uh, so, um, I don't know, Mike. You got anything else, man? Uh, I don't think so, man. Man, we're about done. Yeah, we're, yeah we have like so. after about an hour, we both peter out, man. We can't think of yeah. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, about an hour. About an hour is about the time I'm like, all right, I gotta go to the bathroom. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. had a whole bunch. I just had a whole French press of coffee. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, so go ahead and like plug websites, Instagrams, and like any anyone else you want to plug or anything. Like, go ahead and rip it off. Yeah, man. You can find us. Uh, most of our social media is on our Instagram at Ground Shark Coffee Co. You can also find us on Facebook. Um, just search Ground Shark Coffee. Our website, groundsharkcoffee.com, um, and our Twitter, at groundsharkcc. My personal Twitter is where I do most of my my shit posting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, I use my personal Twitter quite a bit, but I use the company Instagram more than I use the company Twitter. Um, but then we've got our new roast coming out in a week, uh, the Horizon Roast. We've also got a new handmade mug coming out in a couple days, our brown belt mug. Um We've been doing a belt series and this is their pre-order only. Um, 
and that goes into production i think friday the 22nd so are those like the uh like the enamel ones those like uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, those look uh, nice i saw those dude they're they're so cool man the girl who makes them she's actually a white belt up in portland um or up in oregon i think she's in oceanside um so we found her through the community. So that's been really cool being able to work with more jujitsu people. Yeah, that's um, super cool. Yeah. But she uh that was actually supposed to get released today, but she got double hip sur- or hip surgery like two weeks ago. Ooh, She's like, Yeah, shit. I can still do it. I, she's like, hmm. I can still do it. I'm like, Haley, wait. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> yeah. give it a week. <laughs> random, random specific question. Was it replacement or was it just like refinement? Spurs, I think surgery. she had a bone spur digging into her labrum or something. Okay, yeah, I've had I, that's both of both my hip surgeries. They basically Oof. just go in with a, a, a Dremel tool and a staple gun. Dude, it's nasty. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it it's the best injury I've ever had. Uh, what do you mean? Ever, because it felt so good when it was done. Like, oh yeah, my hip hurt all the time, and yeah. to have like. Like it's it's weird. Like you get used to it, but it's a very indescribable kind of pain. And so mm-hmm. instantly woke up from the surgery and I was like, even with 20 pounds of swelling in my leg, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Was <laughs> that a call so, player? No, Cheney has. Mike, Mike has. Oh, yeah. I, I do not have it I'd yet. I'd imagine it's the same feeling as after you get your cauliflower ear drained and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing so that like is that really. so much better. Did you guys watch the fight Saturday night real quick? Uh, um, no. Or no, not Saturday. Saturday. Yes, Wednesday. I haven't watched, the, watched, I haven't watched those ones yet. I watched some of the from, prelims, but I didn't watch the Wednesday ones. Okay, from Wednesday when uh, Lionheart, he had his uh, his cauliflower popped. Oh, no. Yeah, it was nasty. But, like, I mean, it looks nasty when that happens, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, you know what? That probably feels better. Like, yeah, probably, yeah. all that pressure yeah. is finally gone like he probably feels good like cauliflower ear was like i've had some weird injuries and honestly it was probably the worst one i've had like it just sucks the dude whole time. yeah i got it i got mine drained one day and then did a judo tournament the next day <laughs> very stupidly and didn't wear headgear yeah. obviously so nope. that was just horrendous awful yeah. it, it was i had terrible <laughs> My my second one, I decided not to drain on my left ear. I decided not to drain it, and it was finally getting better, and I signed up for a tournament, and this dude, I turtled up, and he cross-faced the living hell out of me, and it just swelled up, man. It was like, oh, that was horrible. I lost the match, too. I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> oh, Ruin oh, your fucking but, day. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, this is worse, and... I lost. Like God, if I had won, <laughs> yeah. it'd at least been worth it. Right? <laughs> like I have a, a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, oh, well, whatever. My first one, I actually got on a in a jujitsu camp down in Rio, which was like that's eh, kind of a cool, cool story on that one. Totally. But, um, but yeah. So anyway, you can you can find us at Ground Shark Coffee Co. We've got that mug coming out next weekend and the Horizon Roast coming out. Um. And then I think that's about it, other than all the other social medias. So awesome, brother! All right, sweet. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you guys so much for having me on, dude. Thank thank you you for so much. Like, thank you for sending us the coffee and coming on, man. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, dude. Thanks for fun. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thank you guys. All right. Well, then we will catch you later. And uh, all right, gents. Yep. All right, man. Have a good one, man. Hey, you too. Take it easy, guys. Stay safe. Yeah, you too. Peace. All right, later. All right, Mike. That was cool. All right, Breta. Yeah, dude, I'm continually great. impressed with the sound quality. It works. Of all of us calling in, and it sounds really good. Yeah. So, aside from like, awesome. if we could do video and social cueing, would be better. But <laughs> yes, we're getting better. We're getting yeah, better at fine. it. But, so, yeah. no, that was I mean, great, Nick. I love Nick. That was a great story. That was fun. Yeah, that was super cool. Looking forward to it. All right, y'all. Keep your copy regular. Peace in, everybody. Bye. See you next week. Bye.